Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe. My name's Ed Mann, and today we're very lucky to be joined yet again by Joe Watkins. How you doing, Joe? Hi, everyone. I thought it's been a couple of weeks now, you know, well, probably a month or so since we last had you on and just thought we'd uh, c- catch up and kind of see how things are going. And I mean, the first thing actually, you know, pretty good to talk about and it's quite topical at the moment is uh, PHP 7.1. How is uh, all that going? Yes, the first alpha is out. Yeah. Exciting so, stuff, man. Exciting stuff. Yeah. And there's a few um, last minute RFCs. Uh, that might get in before the the, the first beta, which will be feature freeze. Um, so yeah, it's quite quite exciting at the moment. Awesome. So do you mind to explain like how it's gone? Because I know that you you're working with someone else, aren't you? And you are now you're leading essentially this release. Uh, not well, co co leading. Yeah, co leading it. Yeah, um, with um, yeah, David Shafik. Yeah, that's um, we've only done we've only done one alpha, and it's uh, still early days yet, but. Um, it went smoothly, well, relatively smoothly, because some PHP systems were down for a few days, so then, like announcement, it was a bit late and stuff, but we can't do much about that, really. So. That's good. So what what kind of things have been added into this one, then? Because like, I know last episode that we spoke, we discussed kind of quite a few of the RFCs. We almost had like an RFC showdown kind of thing where we were like going through a lot of them. And which ones then have been agreed upon? And I know, and also, how how are yours going? Oh well, well. Um, functional interfaces just fell, fell flat on its face, and uh, typed properties was going well, and then I withdrew it um, halfway through voting because some problems were found, and then I, I've put it back up for voting, but it's not going so well this time because people are scared away by um, the performance of it. Uh, when you write a micro benchmark, like when you write. Um, a test that's just set in one single test um, typed property or untyped property. You've only got like uh, 30 instructions there. And we've only added five, but because there's only 30 instructions, it looks like a huge difference, and so it measures much differently. In, um, in real-world code, it doesn't make any difference at all. Um, like in WordPress and things like that, it doesn't make any difference at all. So, um, but people have kind of lost sight of that, I think. And ideally having type should mean we should be able to go faster, but no one's going to spend time on trying to optimise on a thing we might not get. You know, uh, that's a bit of a waste of time. But but given the types, in principle, it should make it should allow you to make optimizations that you can't otherwise make or that are harder to otherwise make. So I think there is scope for improval. And not to mention, I mean, accessing a property is faster than calling a gower. Um, by a note, by, by like a big chunk. So, um, that's what you should really compare it to. Cause if you've only got a getter and setter at the moment to enforce types, then you can just replace that with just a type property and, uh, that will be much faster. So when you say actually, so like performance improvement optimizations and things like that, you mean that they're with like including these types, you know, within the actual source code will allow us at a later date maybe to be able to kind of do optimizations on it. No, okay, this is really an in, you know, and stuff like that, and do specific things based on that. 
Yeah, because okay, so so one example. I mean, obvious examples are like um, I'm using um, control flow, flow graphs and type inference to to set type specific handlers for things like um, binary operations, like add and subtract and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't execute the normal handler; you execute a, a, a specialized one um, that's much faster uh, if you know the types ahead of time. So that's an obvious one. But another another one could be well, when we when when it comes to generating machine code, we don't really want to generate slots that are a Z width because that's twice the width of um, the largest data type in general. So that's a huge waste of memory when it comes when it comes to generating machine code. I mean, at the moment we swallow that because um, dynamic. So, but if we know the type ahead of time and we know that nothing else is ever going to be written to that area of memory, then we don't need um, the whole Zval. We can just write the value directly, uh, which seems appealing to me. Um, but I people have difficulty looking that far ahead and. Yeah, that's that's upsetting, actually, isn't it? Because yeah, because it, it does seem really like valuable. I mean, not only is documentation is enforcing types, you know, on things. Because as you say, I mean, it's the logical next step from being able to have parameter arguments. It, it would actually be the first kind of type safety that PHP has, because I mean, on function boundaries, it's not really type safety. You can change, you can change, you can get a, a, a variable by reference of a certain type and change the type. Yeah, uh, it's not type safety. Um, in that, in in any real in any real sense, except uh, function boundaries. But I mean, that's not really useful. Um, I mean, it is really useful, but it's not it's not the, it, a complete set of tools, and uh, a, a complete or, or a nearly complete set of tools within Grasp. It is a bit annoying that people have gone off it. But I mean, democracy, eh? <laughs> and uh, how is because there's a couple of other ones that we discussed was like the annotation one how's that going because that's that that isn't actually been scheduled for release for the uh, 7.1 is it is that still in discussion okay yeah it's declined yeah because people just can't agree one there's like th- three different camps who all want it to work in a different way and each camp can't see how they're going to make it work if the other camp gets their way do you know what i mean like one, one, like internals developers, we want, we want AST really, because that's, that's what we want to work with, because that's the nicest thing to work with. And people that write, um, uh, stuff that, um, uses reflection today and things like that, you know, the, uh, kind of, um, uh, inspectors and style enforcer, uh, things, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. They want, just arrays and, and something simple that's easy to use in userland, but they can't really make use of AST in userland. And then there's another camp who's not really sure but think both is a good idea and want us somehow to accommodate both with like um I and I switches or something like that. No one can really um no one can really agree how it should work, so it's not gonna work. Because yeah, because it looks like yeah that it was like a fourteen to twenty two making yeah. vote for no. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, because there was a lot of discussion, like what we spoke about last time, which was like, you know, to do with the fact of like design by contract, you know, these things could be easily made um, with this, at these, these attributes. Have you kind of thought, you know, about actually doing design by contract now in another way? Because I, I know one of the things that you did mention was a lot of the things that we were discussing and people were discussing how cool it would be to do this are now just going to be split out into their own RFCs because people will want those bits. Yeah, I, I, I'm, 
I'm reluctant to do it another way because the only other way really is to use um, dot comments, and that's really hacking. Yeah, annotations. I really don't like that. Not 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 if you've got to pass it yourself and you've got to come up with a way to store it efficiently. And there's you just it's too hard. It for anything. I mean, it's fine. Do it one script. That's fine. Do it for one library. That's fine. Do it for five million lines of code. No, definitely not. No one has the resources for that kind of thing. So um, that's why it needs to be built into the engine. Uh, but I'm not sure what what best what best format to use, whether it should be strings or arrays or classes or AST mm. or I'm not sure. It probably wouldn't be a problem if if in the ideal world we had really good tools to convert from all them different formats, but we don't. Uh, it's really slow and cumbersome to convert from strings to code and and the same for for all, all the other types. So um, I think it just won't happen at the moment. Unfortunately, you know, some people will like it, some people won't. And yeah, I was definitely in the camp that, you know, that would be a great addition. And to be able to be, you know, to, to do this would be so much power. Um, how about things like the pipe operator? I know it's something we discussed quite a lot last time. Oh, I think that um, hasn't really been moved forward. Um... <laughs> I'll just check, but I really don't think it has. I've actually noticed another one um, that was released. Ooh, well, last month actually. It's so a simple annotations. Have you noticed simple? Have you looked at the simple annotations? Oh uh, yeah, I think I know that one. No, there's no, there's no patch for that. So this is one of them problems where you can see it's in draft. So he he doesn't intend it to be discussed yet. But I dislike it when people put things up for discussion when there's not even a proof of concept mm. i think we've discussed it before yeah but, like how is it feasibly poss- possible to do yeah, and things and, like that you know what kind of impact is it going to have and it's not enough to say oh it shouldn't have any impact because you you can be wrong you probably will be wrong so yeah uh i have read it yeah it's been discussed a little bit I mean, how has it been like do, being like kind of d- dealing with it for the seven one release because i mean obviously now you know you've you've got to look and you've got to decide what you're yeah. going in kind of, you know, and how the stability that kind of things around that. And yeah. How, how's that experience been? Well, I mean, I look at most stuff anyway, and it's true that release managers can influence what happens. And if it came down to it, we probably could stop something going in. But I mean, you know, if something gets voted in, um, especially, especially something with a super majority, like a two thousand majority, then, it would kind of be dismantling the process to refuse to allow it. And it would have to be exceptional um, circumstances. But hopefully we, w- we would be able to, just by talking, just stop things going to vote that aren't appropriate at this time. But, I mean, everyone's got different ideas about what should be allowed and what shouldn't be allowed. Recently there was an RFC about changing a, a warning that's raised when you pass too few arguments to yeah. be an exception. And it, it's, it's a backwards compatibility break, but it's a backwards compatibility break for really stupid code. Um, well, but I mean, that's not really good enough reason to change it. But I mean, had this been noticed for seven, first thing to say is had it been noticed, it would have been changed. You know, had, had it been flagged up as important before now, it would have been changed. Had um, it been flagged up earlier, it would have gone into um, a patch release or um, in in seven. So 
but it wasn't and it hasn't so it's been proposed and accepted for 7.1 and some people really hate that because it's a backwards compatibility break but I think if we erect a wall saying you can't break anything at all then we're gonna we're gonna halt progress and uh, that would be extremely bad because it's only it's only like in in the past like couple of years really since obviously since they decided they needed to write ng that performance has really got like a really yeah, it's been it's been a real focal point, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And if we if we ta- and that's going towards that's all moving towards the goal of um, generating um, optimal machine code. But obviously, the VM has to be um, optimal also. But uh, it's towards the goal of being able to have a JOT that we can actually use. And one way of doing that, obviously, is adding in your property, you know, properties types, because that will help a lot. But well, uh, it, I mean, it will. But I mean, um, the, the, the most of the problem is that to generate optimal code, it can't be stupid code and it can't do really bizarre things. And it needs to be obviously as sparse as possible. So if you can eliminate some stupid check or you can eliminate some weird state, by ch- slightly changing the behaviour of some edge case mm. feature in 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 quotes, I mean, then I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem in changing that, um, even in the, even in a, a a minor release because it's so close to the beginning of the seven series that if we don't do this now, you're going to be tied into it, aren't you? It, yeah, absolutely. It, was te- it was ten years between five and its successor, yeah. so it's fair to assume that we're going to be stuck with these decisions for ten years if we don't fix them now. And so, what was it? What's the actual thing? So, it's to do with the fact that if you don't, if you provide provide at the moment too fewer arguments, it just it just makes a warning. Right. But it's just been converted to an exception, so it's no big deal. I mean, right. if, if you if you um. I mean, who uses warnings anyway? Doesn't everyone convert them to exceptions? Mm. Doesn't every like major framework convert them to exceptions? I'm not really sure, but I should I should hope they do. Warnings are not useful, and uh, it leads to it leads to an invalid state in the application. I'm not sure why you wouldn't. Yeah, and if you use the type anyway, it doesn't matter. It's going to raise an error anyway. Yeah. And if you're writing PHP seven code and not using types, then you're done. So <laughs> I've got really, I've got really little sympathy. I mean, if you've actually gone through the process of forcing everyone to, you know, talking everyone into upgrading and then not actually deployed the features or not not intending to deploy the features, then what are you doing? It, it's gonna, it's gonna raise an error anyway if you're using a type. So I just, I don't really see it's a problem. Um, it's gonna be a different error. I like to say it's so, it's so um, early on in this version that it's the it's probably it's probably again what like the, time, the clock is ticking to when you can actually do something like this before people say no it's set in stone now what you know is this version yeah. i mean that that'll come it might even come during the 7.1 release it it maybe it should i mean i'm not saying that we should let everything through because it makes some improvement i'm just saying that if if the loss if the backwards compatibility break is breaking stupid code and code that's going to error anyway or code that's not valid then i i don't um i find it i find it hard to say no you have to wait x number of years for that it's all these little tiny improvements it makes them insignificant but they all add up to an efficient virtual machine which are which enables us to have efficient machine code i mean obviously now you say there's a lot of discussion around performance and since the ng branch then was that like that obviously 
spurned this on you know that we we're looking at performance and and do you have a lot of talks with people around performance now is it just kind of still in the back of your mind that you realize seven is you know for performance well i mean it's in the forefront of my mind because all of these um lots of little rfcs have come forward and they seem insignificant and they seem maybe like to everyone like they're because in the in the rfc you're not you're not um you don't have to explain what it allows you just have to explain as a matter of fact what is this change and what is it going to affect but you don't have to explain the reason behind it so a lot of these things that are just fixing little inconsistencies they're actually um they're actually because um while dimitri was working on performance or while nikita was working on performance he discovered that this optimization or that optimization wasn't possible because Mm. of the state that the application gets in so so they put up an RFC and, and, and they fix the behavior and that takes them, that takes them, you know, at least three weeks. And, uh, you know, it's taking a big chunk of their time. I'm not willing to say, no, you can't have any more, can't have any more of this. It's extremely productive, um, to, to do that. So I'm not, I'm not going to be the one to stand in their way. So, uh, it's probably just going to, I mean, it will have to, it will have to stop. But at the moment we're on alpha one and 7.1 and it's like, well, I, I, I don't want to. I don't yeah, there's still room. To, there's still wiggle room, isn't there, to actually yeah. do these things. I mean, following Semver is very fine for your PHP project. It's very fine for your project in whatever language with an audience of you know anything reasonable. But PHP hasn't got a reasonable audience. It's got an audience of the entire world, and um, it doesn't have a release cycle that can accommodate a strictly following Semver where. If you change the appy, or if you change, uh, if it's not backwards compatible, you change major version. I mean, we would have no minor versions and no patch mm. versions because fixing bugs sometimes necessitates a backwards compatibility break. Uh, so if you're going to say we can't have any backwards compatibility breaks, then we can't fix any bugs. This is that simple. So it's not it's not obtainable. It's not a standard. Um, it's obviously a good standard in general. But uh, for PHP, it just does not fit. There's no way to make it fit and move forward at a decent pace uh, with decent progress. No, absolutely. I mean, say you haven't actually employed Semver at all either, so you you know you're not you don't have any kind of like. uh, We do have we do have a guarantee that we'll we'll retain backwards compatibility, and we do do a very good job of that. But I mean, there was releases in the seven series that broke. compatibility for, for some people like some um, well-known projects so it, it's never been um, it's never been the case that we don't allow any breaks at all that's never been the case because we wouldn't be able to move forward every, in every case um, if a vote's allowed to go ahead then it's the vote that decides what, um, what goes hmm. what what goes ahead and if people have got backwards compatibility sort of concerns they'll vote no on it at that time and then it'll come back up later on and we wrote whatever way on it. So um, it's these things are decided by the vote, and and it has been decided. So it's going to go in. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Um, no, no one wants. No one wants to uh, rip up the way the trust people have got in voting. People. Do, not everyone finds discussing things on the mailing list to be a good use of time. They won't. They won't do it. But when it comes to voting, a lot of people do. A lot of people take that a bit more seriously, and they, they will actually, because they because they know it's going to be counted, and they're you know they're going to actually be listened to. It um, you know people do tend to do that, 
I mean, more voters vote on everything than get involved in every discussion thread by by a long way. So um, <laughs> that's why I say that. And how, how do you feel about that then? Do you feel that it's it's fine, like, you know, some people just kind of coming in at the end and say, or they look from afar as opposed to kind of help guide? Because I suppose the thing is, is some people could help guide more so or maybe though people do you know the people that can help guide that but say an rfc took from something that maybe they feel at the beginning they don't agree with to something that they will like as opposed to just saying no i don't like it no and then that's it as opposed to helping well there's all kinds i mean i can't really say how other people work i can just observe that you know even on the most busy on the most busy threads you know there might be like the the very busiest like scale type hints or something there might be 50 correspondents, but there was 140 votes. So more people vote than talk on in every case. Um, um, I can't really say why. I mean, I don't really, I don't get involved in every conversation because there's not always something to say. Uh, yeah, someone's, so maybe in the case, you know, someone's actually just said exactly what you were going to say or you may not have an opinion on it. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of the time, by the time I get, by the time I get to read some something, uh, Someone more experienced than myself, or better than myself, has already has already answered. Um, and I, yeah, like you say, I, I, I agree with them, or I, I would have said something like they have said, given a bit more time to think about it. So I don't always I don't always talk, and and certainly you should never read. You should try never to read something and then reply straight away because that's when you make mistakes and uh, you waste everyone's time and annoy everyone. Um, so. I don't know why. I don't know why um, people don't. More people vote than get involved in the discussion. I suppose part of the reason is not everyone voting can actually be could, could actually do as you said and guide. Yeah, something. that's it. They haven't. Yeah, they they probably haven't got the experience to actually help. You know, in that or the in interest that or time or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, I mean, not everyone not everyone's willing or capable of doing that. So that's probably part of the reason. But otherwise, I mean. Mailing lists are not great to use. They're not like a. It's not like Facebook, where you kind of look forward to looking at Facebook or <laughs> it's like a nice, a nice like interface, isn't it? Nice place to be. Yeah, of. they're but, not. They're not made for user interface. Like no, deep in your deep in your Gmail inbox or whatever is not a very nice no. place to be. So um, that may be part of it as well. How about um, like union types and uh, things like that? Like, because I know those were things uh, that we discussed. Uh, this is I'm ho- this is I'm hoping going to go to vote in the next couple of days. I I think it is because you've got union types and then you've also got um, the intersection one. That's it. Yeah, you've got union types and intersection types, and I mean they're, they're obviously split out um, in di- into different RFCs, but they really are kind of one of the same thing where they're providing <laughs> yeah. that functionality. Um, well, I think union types is going to go ahead. Yeah, first. And I'm not even sure if intersection types is going to go ahead. There, were, there wasn't so much talk about that. That's interesting. Why, why one over the other? I suppose is it be- uh, is it because of the array uh, discussion we had? I'm not really sure. I, I'm, I'm not really sure. I think uh, to be honest, I might have done it in the same RFC because, like you said, it's one thing. It's multiple types, and I might have framed it like that rather than these two separate complicated mm. things. But. Um, uh, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't even know if I'm going to vote for that because I don't really know if I like it. Do you feel that's going to go into PHP your your seven one, or do you feel that at the moment? Because I mean, I suppose it's still if it gets accepted, it'll go into seven one. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it gets accepted in the next couple of weeks, it'll go into seven one. Yeah, I said last time that the cut off date was going to have to be like the next day or something. 
But um, no, I was wrong about that. Um, <laughs> I was wrong about that. Uh, no, the cut-off date is beat beta one. Um, apparently, alpha one is too early. So how how many versions? Like, I mean, I suppose you you do as many alphas as you see fit. Then I'm guessing until you find that it, it is ready for the stamp of beta one. Well, there is a schedule. Um, we do um, two alphas and then um, three betas, and then basically from August to November, do an RC every two weeks, and hopefully by like the beginning of November, uh, we should not be find not be finding further bugs, and that will probably get the next tag will be the uh, GA. That's cool, though. That's really cool. I mean, uh, what else have you been up to then? Because I suppose this is probably, I mean, obviously work, but what else like, have you been able to do other than just kind of work and then RSC stuff? Because I'm guessing this has taken up most of your time trying to handle this. Oh, well, no, it doesn't really take up a lot of time. No more time than it did, really. I suppose a little bit more time. But no, it doesn't really take up, like, every day, all day. Um, a couple of days a month while you're doing releases, really. Other things that I've been doing, I can't even remember. Well, I've no, actually, I, I mean, looking on your GitHub, actually, I noticed a memoir. Oh, what have I been doing on GitHub? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you look at, did some memoirs, a little memoir. Oh, yeah, section. yeah, that's that's a, a kind of a playground uh, thing. I'm just playing with it, really. Well, the idea of it um, is that something you're thinking, and hopefully for the you know for the core, are you thinking that that's just something that you want to play around with, just as a as no, a, it's not even thing. something that I would really want people to use. Um, okay, so. Caching is intended to make code faster, obviously. But the problem is that, well, there are many problems with caching, but one of the problems is when applications get extremely very large, and I mean very, very large, the, the, the cognitive overhead of reading a method that uses caching is high because it changes the control flow of the method, first of all. And it introduces, like, weirdness. And it means that if you want to extend that method, uh, you have to know about the body of the method. You have to know how to replicate the caching that was done in the parent. So, or you have to call the parent. That's not always, um, ha- uh, you know, how it needs to work. So, um, the idea is that you put in dot .comments um, the tag memorize and then an optional TTL and the engine intercepts calls to the functional method and fetches the result from the cache if it, if it, if it was called before uh, and this is shared between all processes obviously this is built on APCU uh, did I mention that? It's built on APCU so it's shared between all processes um, so if you've got an extremely large amount of um, nodes or processes which a lot of a lot of people do, then that adds up to a huge um, boost right when you need it, when you're warming, when you're warming up a, a cold, uh, cold uh, process. So that's one thing. And obviously, well, not obviously, maybe, I don't know, but uh, these can be inherited. It's inherited like, um, you know, any other attribute of the, of the method is. So... Uh, that's a huge advantage. I mean, mm, that's interesting because because uh, in the examples you show just simple uh, plain old functions. So this works with class methods as well. Then oh yeah yeah 
and as you're saying then so saying let's say we've got a case where i have um a, a parent class that has a, an expensive method and then in a subclass i then essentially replace that method you know like I, I say okay now do this now call parent as well and do something else so the memorization will occur on that parent invocation and or will it occur on the whole method oh yeah no on on the on the, on the um on the ch- on the child it will, it will so it trickles down to the child so it's not just like say the snapshot or whatever i'm calling parent whatever that it's the whole method will itself as well be memorized yeah that's cool i mean th- these kind of things like memorization and things like that are really powerful aren't they but you know and but you have to obviously make sure that you know it essentially it's working on or based on the fact that your function or your call is referentially transparent where essentially all the parameters that you pass it doing that call will return that uh, that output so you can yeah, it's, it's, do it, it's, yeah. it's intended for deterministic code yeah it, yeah and like doing side effects and things obviously that won't help because you will only do it that once uh and then it will decide that yeah it's cash now so no it's interesting i mean this kind of thing like look at, looking at the caching stuff um because i know there's a psr isn't there um out for caching i don't have you got any any thoughts on that i super hate it that's all of my thoughts on it <laughs> So what, what what's your kind of opinion that, other than hating it? Obviously, oh, you like, can't what, make, you can't make a standard around that. You can't already, right? That's only just been that's only just been pushed through, forced through, and already one of the authors of it is proposing another one. Now, what is the use in having two standards? That doesn't make any sense. When you're called the interoperability group and the standards don't interoperate, then. You're doing the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. Do you know? Do you know exactly why they want to do another one then? Like yes, because because the first one's really complicated and it doesn't cover all use cases. So they've thought, oh, well, this one won't work. So let's make a simple one that only covers a few use cases. This is impossible. You cannot make a you cannot make a caching standard because it's such a it's not a topic. It's not like HTTP where there's one protocol and one way to do it and one way to response and what. It's not like that. There's a million different storage mechanisms, and it's not the typical case where you can, you, you know, abstract it with an interface because all of these mechanisms have vastly different uses mm-hmm. and they have d- different features and they have themselves have vastly different interfaces for good reasons because they do different things. Uh, you can't make a standard around that. It's too, it's too complicated, and it doesn't do any favors. If there's more, if there's more than one standard, then you're 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 doing harm. Uh, so no, I, I hate that, and I, I hate the idea of a second standard as well. I, I, I hope people just ignore it. I know they're not ignoring it, but uh, I just I hope they do. And, and this is coming from experience, because obviously you're doing a lot of stuff dealing with caching, like you're handling obviously the APCU you know, extension and things like that. So, yeah, you've had a lot of experience with this kind of work. Well, I mean, just common sense can tell you that if you've ever used caching, it's just not, it's not the kind of thing where uh, you can, you have to use the right cache, first of all. You have to use the cache correctly, um, you know, to get the, to get, I mean, you can stick almost any cache in anywhere and get, get better performance probably. But, but getting, putting the right cache in the right place, doing the right thing. This is complicated. It's not a simple but a thing that you can um, just make an interface for. It's, it's not. It doesn't work. So it won't work. I mean, it will probably work technically, but I mean, it, I would never mm. ever do that. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because obviously with the PSR, like the fig and everything like that, um, like 
does like a lot of the core keep in contact with the fig or no, it's like, just about it's supposed to be about frameworks yeah. so it's not it's nothing that you kind of you know chime in on and everything no. you, it's on it's on the higher level as opposed to your stuff which you know you're dealing with the actual language this is i could on I mean, anyone, anyone's free to get involved in the discussion but i um i see other people doing that and it doesn't work yeah uh people that are people that are respected in that community and it doesn't work so um no i don't think that's really i don't think that's really worth it if they're gonna if they're gonna vote psrs in a, a harmful then that's what they're gonna do um they'll make a bad name for themselves because mm, i mean this is the thing with cash cashing is one of the it's a very it's a very hard thing <laughs> a really really hard thing and yeah trying to almost distill a cash down to an interface is an incredibly hard thing to do. I think it's difficult for cases like OMHCTP. I think that's really difficult. I don't actually think they've got it completely right. Uh, but I think it's doable in principle, but it's not the same. You can't apply the same because it's of a, a kind of comparable complexity. You can't say, oh, well, if we can do it for this really complex case, then we can do it for that really complex case. And they've already found out that they can't. And then they're having to have different standards and then it's just going to get more confusing because you're going to have two different things. Oh, you're using that. I mean, I'm guessing they're not compatible with each other because of... But, no. Yeah. I mean, they might, they, might be, uh, they might be in some superficial way, but no, there's no, there's, no, there's no actual compatibility between them, no. No interoperability. The fun times, eh? The fun times. But I mean, obviously, you, you know, your stuff with the seven one stuff's going really well, which is good. Um, do you see kind of like a roadmap of um, what you feel is going to go in, like in seven one like do you feel like there's a couple of bits that are like yeah you know i mean providing obviously that they they meet voting and things like that well i mean on the, on the cards in the last few days or talked about in the last few days there's been a nums unions uh iterable as as a iterable as an as a as a as an alternative to um yeah traversable and oh see that's very interesting actually yeah, it's like a traversable and array union. Yeah, because yeah. obviously um, that was the discussion we had where the only the nice thing about having intersections was you could have, or no, sorry, unions, was you could have that or that. So it was an yeah. array or a traversable. And uh, I said, like, maybe the way is to try and solve all of these problems individually. Yeah. And I'm still not sure what's the best way, even though someone's done it. I'm not sure. On the one hand, it's um, the iterable is really simple, but it only solves that one case. It only so. I mean, what if your idea of iterable is? Um, you'll notice it's array and traversable, so that doesn't count standard objects. But you can for each over a standard object. So what does iterable mean? Why is an object in that union? Uh, and would you, if it was in that union, would you really would iterable really be useful? Maybe not. So yeah, it's more complicated than it seems, and I'm not sure what the answers are. I mean, also, I mean, with this kind of discussion and stuff, um, you know, does it warrant, I mean, it's going to warrant more time, isn't it? I mean, you have got, I mean, what what day, you said, like, it's November time then, that 7th It's July the 7th. July 7th. So it's not actually that long, and that's feature freeze. That's feature freeze. That's feature freeze. So, I mean, this could be discussion that's going to have to happen for the next next release. Well, um, discussion's got to be two weeks, and then voting's got to be at least a week. But, I mean, really, it's a bit rude to hold a vote for a week. But, I mean, that's the situation we're in now, because uh, there's three weeks and two days. In the next two days, you can, if you announce something in the next two days, you can just about get it in. Whoa, and then pretty tightly as well. <laughs> oh, man, that's really cool. And uh, how have you been doing at work? Well, I mean, Memoize is actually for work. Um because that's, um, I'd hate it if normal people, like, in their, in their libraries and whatever, use that. It would be too magical, and I'd super hate it. 
but um, I don't work in that kind of environment and in the kind of environment I'm in it's beneficial so that's what I've been working on for work um, and then I noticed um, HHVM's got an implementation of it and I was looking at uh, it's slightly different I was looking at um, sort of merging the two ideas and yeah I've just been working on that and some bugs and merging patches and things like that because on your day-to-day job is it is it primarily C that you're working in or you do use you go into PHP as well yeah, it's, no, it's mainly C. So, and it's dealing like because you obviously have quite a few custom extensions for the for the lang- like for PHP. Well, actually, the majority of them are open now. Um, but yeah, I do write um, PHP, but I mean, the majority of the time, I don't. There's whole teams of people that can do that, and I'm the only one that can write C. Yeah, so, so I think yeah, you're lumped with that task. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and like, because have you been able to? I know that a while back actually we were speaking about it. Like, have you been able to push seven one now or seven at least? Sorry. So oh yeah. Push... Oh yeah. We've deployed seven. And that's going all right. Everything's fine now. Test suite well, passing because I know you had all the problems with um, UOPS and things like that. Oh yeah. No. So well, I broke UOPS to solve them. <laughs> but yeah. No. We we deployed that now. We're, we're on seven oh seven or whatever the latest one is. Um. Yeah, it's going all right. It was a bit, it was a bit rocky at first. There was a few, couple of bugs in PHP source that were in production that were um, crashing servers, which was a bit scary for a while. But uh, we got over that, um, and yeah, now it's okay. All right, man. Well, I think it's been another great episode. It's good. It's always great catching up with you, Joe, and like talking, you know, about all these different things and the RFCs and and how you're getting on with. Yeah, I mean, it's it must be really exciting. Your first ever, you know, release. Been able to like, you know, yeah, get into that. yeah, it was good. You know, I mean, and the pro- actually before you leave, actually, with the process for doing that, then how do you package it up and everything like that? Is that all automated, or is that something manually processed you have to do? Well, semi, um, there's like, um, there's a script distributed with PHP called Make Dist, and that makes the um, everyone's got it. That makes um, the release tables, and uh, then you just you using a specific process and security settings you tag it on github and, and upload it to uh php mirror and then it's all available online but it's uh it's quite a complicated process and there's like um the document they give you to read is not really the way it is because <laughs> it was written years ago and things have changed but no, <laughs> one's, no one's actually wanted to say this is how it's going to work now um so yeah it's a bit confusing but i think i'm i think we're both uh getting the hang of it for them so yeah Awesome. All right, then. Well, I'll, I'll leave you be. Uh, audience, uh, we'll speak to you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe. <laughs>